1: it's a brainchild of mine because it's not. It's it, it was it was born out of my involvement in the Technology Managers Council, uh which you guys are both on and, and unfortunately our our uh, our brethren was not able to be here. Scott tyner he uh he uh he is stuck up in <laughs> he's not stuck, but he's 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 at his home base in Maine. Uh he's the one of the, the other the other voice that's usually on this show. And um, that's kind of how this was born out. Uh, you guys are smarter than me, so I, I figured, you know, you, you guys can give me some insight on, on the show itself. Yorm uh, is here to kind of show us some, some, some of their stuff and, and kind of what they do with when it comes to education and, and stuff. Uh, but first, it, it, this is kind of a general question. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you on this. What is – what's the one or two things that you've seen this year that has either, holy cow – impressed the hack out of you or holy cow under impressed you?
0: Hmm. Well, you're, you're gonna make me boil down my list already, but uh, <laughs> I would say... It's only an hour show. It's only an hour show, yeah. yeah. I'll, 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 I'll hit the top I'll three s- I'll things. I'll time it. The top three things that I've seen okay. so far. Uh, the first is the, uh, I guess, the eye candy factor. Uh, Samsung has a 75 inch ultra flat uh, monitor which is just gorgeous. Um, that, that, that's definitely the caught my eye one. Yeah. Uh, from a more practical point of view, the uh, something I saw which just is, is a wow is seeing some product maturity in some of our new technologies coming on. This is definitely the year of HD Base T. Uh, Crestron has flipped the switch on, so their DM line uses it. Panasonic will be shipping a projector in October, which you can go right in with HD Base T. Uh, Mitsubishi has a display coming down the pipe. Uh, it's really good stuff. You're seeing a lot of products where you can start mixing and matching your endpoints. Also it's really cool, AVB had a real life demo.
1: Okay, so to so stop, I'm gonna stop you there for a second. My my issue with AVB, and <laughs> we, we did a, a special, an Avi Nation special, uh, a week ago with the guys from BayNet. Nice guys, great technology, the Tessera is a is a is a pretty slick device there's a v inside avb and av stand avb stands for audio video bridging
0: yeah show me the video it's kind of a b now okay but i, I saw a great demo at the uh av new booth uh, where it worked and maybe it's just a geek in me but i love seeing technology come together you had five seven different manufacturers who all were showing their own different technology, but it was interoperated, and that's cool. And, and that is something which our industry kind of has been lagging a little at. And and that was really for AVB this year. What was neat for me, I don't see us adopting it for you know five seven years easily. And I'm I'm with you until the uh, you know the V comes. It's it's CobraNote 2.0. Yeah. Uh, but at this point. It, 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 it it's neat to see technology demos and that's what uh, I do want to hit on one last product before you cut me off because <laughs> no. this may be kind of maybe an exclusive for us because it's being shown but it's not actually an announced product uh, for those of us who are Prestron fanboys which our show is a little heavy on the times
1: everybody but, but Greg and we're, um, we're getting him
0: they have a uh, DMCO card, which is basically the output card for their matrix switches, the DMCO 770, which is a streaming output card. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with their Capture HD, yeah. effectively this is a card which is the Capture HD, which you plug right into your DM matrix, and you can take any two signals and basically put them into a uh, streaming webcast. And it, it's basically taking their capture HD and putting it into a card frame, stocks. And I think this is going to be huge because I can look at systems we already have where I have capacity left on my output side, where I can just slip this card in after it ships, and all of a sudden I have a room which is now a lecture capture or streaming room. Hmm. So I was told maybe by the end of this year it's one of the infamous Questron TBAs, TBDS, which means sometime between now and the future, but. It's definitely needs.
1: I'll get to my to my to my yeah TBDs in a second, Mr. Brown. What's what's uh, two or three things that you've got that that wowed you or, or eh you?
2: Uh, let's see. I, I, I don't think I can't say I've seen anything that I would call revolutionary. A bunch of cool evolutionary things. Um, there's a uh, new uh, Panasonic has a new uh, lamp free. You know, one of the new laser projectors out, over 3,000 lumens, uh, wide UXGA or wide XGA, uh, 20,000 hour lamp life. The intrigue now, and you're thinking, okay, well, a couple of people have that, right? Well, this one has an HD based T input. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I thought, and I saw that, I was like, ooh, this is the first one I've seen. This is not going to be the last one we've seen, I don't think. Uh, the other thing I thought was kind of cool was um, Altenex has a little extender box, cat six extender box, uh, HDMI, infrared, and power in across cat six to another box, and you're thinking, well, that's just HD base T, right? Oh, <laughs> contraire, uh, the receiver box has a 110 volt output or outlet on it. It's not HD base T. It's proprietary. Well, why why would they do that then? Uh, the idea is you run a Cat 6. It's a, I believe, shielded Cat 6, but a generic shielded Cat 6. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can hang something like a monitor any place.
1: Okay. It, I, I, it's it's I, only
2: I, 150 watts. No, it's I, not I'll a give, lot I'll, of
1: power. I'll, the PoE start part makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. But why wouldn't you just incorporate that into an already existing developing standard like HD based T?
2: Because this is more power. Oh, okay. HD based T is. Is lower, and I don't think there's a. I, I'm not sure there's a power spec it, on
0: it. it no, it, it does provide some limited, from what I understand, Poe. But you're, you're actually, if you're talking 150 watts, you're okay. exceeding Poe plus.
1: Oh
2: yeah. So you,
0: you're you're getting into much higher power throughput. Let's see. The, yeah, that the, the, was dis- their point. It the, was displays that,
1: the displays that we have now don't require that much power, and then they and they're requiring buy? less and less,
2: right? Yeah. But and it's it's a 120-volt okay. IEC plug on the edge, also, in addition to the higher power. So it's just a, you, you know, Velcro the box up to the wall and hang the monitor, and you're good to go. I, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a cool implementation. It is, but I... It's I, a little different.
1: I always, the, the implementation is cool, the idea is cool. I'm just, the more that we standardize this whole video over twisted pair thing... I, I, I wonder at the wisdom of making something proprietary
2: like that. I do, too. And it's a debate I've had with a, a company in my area. But um, ah, Who's um, not here? But we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah, but they could be listening to this later.
1: They're not. They don't, they don't even know what a, what a, what a podcast is.
2: Ooh.
1: <laughs> they don't even know what a computer is How about that one? <laughs> Yoram Solomon is from Penview How are you, sir? I'm good, thank
3: you for Be- having before me Before
1: we get to your stuff Is there anything here besides, obviously, your guys' stuff That, that kind of wowed you or, or made you kind of step back and say Hmm, that's kind of cool
3: Beyond Penview?
1: Yes, beyond Penview
3: i have to dig deep, deep, but no, actually uh, <laughs> Interactivity <laughs> I, I is I mean. love and, Vice President And
2: he's humble, too yes.
3: yes, and by the way, you can call me Docker.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but to go. be serious, uh, interactivity. I, I, mean, I was here last year and I was here the year before, and every year you see more and more, whether it's TVs, projectors, they all just add interactivity.
1: Yeah. Inter- A, the, the elevator pitch of what is PanView and what do you guys do?
3: Okay, so first of all, press uh, floor six for me. And Penview, you know, there are 80 million projectors right now installed in the world. And what Penview does is it adds interactivity to those projectors who are already installed. Okay. We see a lot of interactive products you need to buy, you know, things that would cost two, three, five, $15,000, and it's really about how do you use what you already have, especially when you think about schools. Schools have to let go of teachers because of budgets. And so it's hard for them to accept new technology if it's so expensive. So what we're trying to do is tell them, you have projectors, use them, we'll add the interactivity to that. So that's what Penview does.
1: That's actually, not only is it, it, okay, so first of all, it's a nice thing to do, but it's actually kind of kind of smart because, and that was not a pun intended, it's smart, um, because you're right, everything else is, is technology, it is getting interactive, and so guys like the three of us are going to go back to our colleges and start installing the latest, greatest stuff, some of that may very well be, be interactive. And so you've got the, let's say, the new wing of UCLA, Go Bruins, and it's got interactive. Well, guess what's gonna happen as a professor? I'm gonna walk into this new wing and say, I want that, you know? And that's a way for, for Mr. Greg Brown to get it, you know, less expensively than buying a brand new integrated interactive board.
3: And and you know, the funny thing is, if you ask someone at the the corporate side, enterprise, uh, what an interactive whiteboard is, you have to cross the hurdle of interactivity with them. First, why is interactivity important? You ask a teacher or a professor, they know what what interactivity is. They know how it helps them. They know what an interactive whiteboard is, they just can't afford it. So our goal was, you don't need to sell them on interactivity. They know what it is. They want it. Just make it affordable. Makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Well, thank you so much for
1: stopping by, sir. Thanks I appreciate it. Me. Absolutely. It's, it's doctor, Dr. Dr. Yoram Solomon. He is the uh, the vice president and general manager of Pennview. Uh, actually, you're going to go right now and go get a video shot, uh, and it's going to be up on the Rave Pub's website. So we'll, we'll put a link to that as well. All right, guys. Here's um, Thank you so much, sir. Appreciate it.
2: Oh, what, what's the booth number? What's, we, I don't think we mentioned bo- the booth number. 8147.
1: 8147. Is that Central? C, C or, is I a think C or N? Probably C. C, I think it's probably C. C or N? C8147. Yeah, I have I have not stopped by that yet. I will have to go do that. Okay, here's the thing, and, and uh, we're going to touch on this just briefly, and, and uh, I, I'm not looking to start trouble. Believe me, I like guys in uh, khaki pants and blue shirts th- as much as the other two gentlemen here. But two years ago... <laughs> This we we were all in Vegas. There's a C concourse. There is a is an N concourse. Okay, North and South Hall.
2: North and Central. I'm sorry, North and central, central
1: Hall. That's probably why it's a C. South.
2: Yeah, begins with.
1: So S. in the Central Hall was is, is Crestron and Sanyo and and actually Sanyo was there. Uh, they're not anymore. They're part of Panasonic. Uh, and Sony was in the Central Hall. As soon as you walked into the North Hall two years ago. There was this giant blue castle. <laughs>
2: there, there is still now. It's just labeled Christie. This yeah. Year. Well,
1: no, no. It's not. It's 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 a little more open than, than the castle was.
2: But it, it's true. I, we don't have the the walls. Yeah. Have,
1: the big blue walls, the walls and everything. Walls of death. And and I'm not going to talk about the party because it, you know I'm getting too old to go up and, and, and party till midnight anymore, uh, with with Extron. But that's that's kind of one of the things that I want to talk about is. Okay, so is it a big deal that Xtron's not here this year, Matthew?
0: Yeah, it is. For who? For Xtron. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's They're losing visibility. I mean, it's, you know, I, I think people often say even bad publicity is good publicity, but they're noticeably missing. And there's a lot of people who I think are, uh, you know, who probably are, are getting some nice visibility. I mean, actually, I think... Cisco, who is in where the x booth would have been, yeah. ended up getting a nice little upgrade, uh, so they're right as you walk in. Um, you know, AMX has a huge presence this year. I mean, Beggar and I have seen in the past. Uh, Kramer had a great booth. I haven't had a chance to really stop by and look, look at it. But th- they actually built kind of a white castle. Uh, unfortunately, they're not serving burgers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, that uh, no, would have been a, that a good show promo. But, you know, I, I, I think people will move on. I mean, there, there's a lot of people who I know, I was actually just in a meeting before we were recording, uh, where there's a school, actually in Greg's neighborhood, I wasn't sure which school, he said he was on the West Coast. Uh, but, you know, they're making a debate between Xtron and Crestron as their digital solution. And I can tell you that customer right now is here talking to Crestron about options. And you know what, and I think he's doing his due diligence trying to do his research, but he doesn't have anyone he can talk to from Extron. And you know, saying
2: UB Tech is an alternative or whatever, yeah, not so much. Okay, I, Th- I that's, that's true, we should we should just clarify yeah. that there is also a, a small educational conference going on or was last weekend called UB Tech, UB Tech. formerly EDUCOM, right? Yeah,
1: which was slightly confusing, comparing
2: it well, to e- Yeah yeah this, this yeah this.
1: well and they, they, a couple of years they, they
2: actually they were in
1: tandem there yep. um, yes the one when, when in Anaheim they were they were simultaneous you know you
0: yeah, know I, I actually presented at when I was Educom uh, down in Orlando one year okay. and yeah but it, you're alright it's become this confusing it's not even co-located anymore it just happens to be in the same city at the same time yeah but that
1: is where Extron was this week, and, and yeah, okay, where they are. I, I'm not going to be and still
2: schmoozing some people down there. Well, although you know, if they are a higher ed folk, uh, higher ed um, focus group of some sort, I mean, how much do you want to bet that Extron knows who they are and they aren't already inviting them down to Anaheim or their local regional, or one of their regional
1: new regionals? You,
2: know, you will be assimilated center, <laughs> and. Um, Am I in trouble again?
1: Have some cooling. Um, aid <laughs> Now I am.
2: Yeah, You know, so they're, they're, not, not to defend them because, personally, I think it's a stupid idea. But not, not that I don't like them. They, you know, they frustrate me a bit sometimes. But they're, I, I understand what they're thinking and the logic behind it. They, they explained it to me when they stopped by the other week in my office. Okay,
1: well, explain it to me because I still don't understand it.
2: They're gonna have all of these regional centers where they can invite people in small groups. They can have extended conversations with them. They're gonna have these little little outposts to defend the Extron faith against the, the hoarding blue masses out of New Jersey. And they're gonna be very decentralized. And uh, you know, you just have to travel a short distance and you can be there for the day. You don't have to take off for a week and you know, Party away in Vegas like we do here. Yes. Um, you know that—that's the thinking. I, I also got quite a bit of, uh, you know, trade shows. That's not how people get their information anymore. I don't know. I look around. I'm seeing thousands okay. of people. One's waving. One's shaking my hand right now and as giving we speak. Him a we're we're, we're intermit, intermittently getting. Um, intermittently. Intermittently. I, I didn't say I could speak. I wasn't hired for my ability to speak English. No, he was hired <laughs> for his good
1: looks.
0: There you go. The, the use of talent loosely describes us.
1: <laughs> okay, but but hang on for a second, Greg. I, I, I get the line. Get us I, back on track. I, I get I get the the, the line that Extron was was giving us. Okay, so trade shows, quote unquote, isn't how aren't aren't how people get their information. I'm going to ask a somewhat naive question. Mm-hmm. What the heck is Jubitech?
2: UBTIC's the new name for Educom. which is what? Um, it's some sort of educational get-together that I've never gone to because, but they weren't expensive. But they weren't—they
1: weren't showing product. They weren't talking to people about product. They yeah, weren't. they were. So how is that different than the trade show? Um,
0: okay, it's a magazine so. show. Uh, it's actually. When I I, I, start, I kind of started hating these in the industry, at least in the, this is more of an educational industry thing. There's a couple other ones, but UB Tech stands for University Business, yeah. which is the sponsoring oh. magazine. It's a new revenue stream for yeah. print publication, and I that actually I appreciate, but a lot of these magazine-based shows lately have become so sponsor-driven that they take out the idea of peer-to-peer networking, they take out the idea of, you know, customer-driven solutions and, you know, actually making products play with each other.
1: Okay, so I guess this is where, where I'm going with this. It's still a show. It's held in the same town as Infocom, which Extron famously and largely dismissed itself from. It's a little disingenuous to me that they would make such a big deal by having Andrew, you know, you know record the thing and you know do the press release and still show up in this town two days before the show starts
0: okay so i see where you guys see what that,
1: that that's that to me it, that's the that's the they're, weirdness they're
2: not here in a large faction it's only a handful okay from, I mean, from what i know and it's not they don't have a a booth displaying equipment best i from what i know i'll have to check with some of the folks that went over there to it okay. you know here, here again, to get back to that same theme of UB Tech, the one thing I don't like about a lot of the shows Matt mentioned is they are so darn expensive. Yeah. You know, you got to spend, what, five, $600 to, to get in the program and go to some classes and stuff well, like that. And I actually, to Tim's point, I think what,
0: what it says to me that they went to UB Tech is they were unwilling to concede that educational people, don't actually, that that still get their information from shows. Yeah. Because it, it, it's niche marketing. I, I, I actually was thinking about this, I'd almost Wait say the, it's- hang
1: on for a second. Yeah. It's not niche marketing. Um, it, there was a piece in, in, in one of the Infocom publications that said, we are the number one or number two. Education guys are the number
0: one or number two percentage people that come to this show. Fair Okay, fair enough. It's vertical market. Okay. Would, would you agree with that? Yes, that term? Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. But, but to say that, that you know, there aren't education guys in no. this convention center
0: right now is, is silly. Actually, and I was in I was in a Super Tuesday session, and I might have just gonna say education, where we were in the future trend session. They, we did the head count, and they called us end users again. And boy, does that just ruffle <laughs> me. But half the room was technology managers, mm-hmm. people who specify purchase, install, and support, and in anything, I think with Infocom, some of our educational offerings may need to start shifting towards understanding that we're at the table, too. So, it's something I agree with you, we're here, and if they wanted, uh, you know, if they really wanted to hit the core educational market, they definitely should be, you know, Looking, uh, looking at you know this show rather than just going to UB Tech and hitting, you know maybe what five hundred, thousand, I don't know how many people have hit there. Where there's you know what, probably five, seven, ten thousand of us here at this show. So
1: easily five or ten thousand. Yeah. If, if you take, if you extrapolate and say that you know we're thirty percent of the market or forty percent of the market, okay, so we're thirty percent of 40,000 people. Yeah. I'm not very good at math, so it, I don't know how many that is. It, th-
0: it doesn't work that way because you got to figure <laughs> in all the manufacturers. But, yeah, I, y- your math's not far off. Yeah. There's easily 5,000 technology managers here. So, yes, this, this is where you want to go if you want to get that, you know... Hit the education. The, hit bang
2: for your buck, yeah. Right. You know, it wasn't just that class. This was the first year we on Super Tuesday we had that technology manager symposium, which was a day-long of classes for technology managers, and we had... I don't know how many we had. hundred and fifty from what
0: the headcount I heard, 100, 100, and okay. it was oversubscribed. they had to bring seats in, which was phenomenal. So that's yeah. cool. So.
1: Yeah. All right, so my thing, my, my five or six things that, and I apologize for getting off on that weird tangent about extra, but to me, it's kind of the elephant in the room, and, and I, I'm glad we took care of it. Um, th- this to me is the year of two things. First of all, it's the year of interoperability, inter- inter- interactivity.
2: Are you uh, we, sure about that?
1: Yes. I can't, I can't say it very well, but I, yes, Matt Scott's here from, from one of our 15 shows, you know, five of our 15 we're, we're shows. We're being heckled again. We're being heckled. I, I thought by you it, said we're... By a, a Canadian.
2: We, we were going to have, like, chain link or the... No, you know, we couldn't afford that. We so couldn't that afford that. throw no. the beer bottles and stuff like a, like a bad N- a Nice Blues
1: Brothers reference, but no. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we have a gentleman here from Pinview who allows you to, to retrofit projectors for interactivity. Um... We've got Panasonic touch panels, Panasonic's uh, projectors, you've got uh, Samsung, you have um, all sorts of people around here, uh, Casio in focus, everybody here has a built in interactivity. So is this like having a 3D TV because it's all built in and we're not going to use it? or? is this really the year of interactivity
2: greg i think we're still in the world of all the manufacturers throwing stuff up against the wall and seeing what sticks Hmm. you know it with a lot of those technologies everybody's trying to do it uh wireless hd that's something we can you know to try and find or look at and see what was out there did you find any nothing impressive so far um so there, there's a lot of new technologies coming that I don't think anybody is entirely sure what to do with. Um, I think the whole interactive, as far as projectors or even stepping back technology-wise, the whiteboards, or even now monitors. Um, you know, we just we just demoed a uh, the Sharp in my in my office, which is, is interesting. We liked it, enjoyed it. Um, Everybody was still sort of like, um, you know, great. Where do we put it? What do we do with it? You know, which, which is sort of been our dynamic all the, all along with this sort of stuff.
1: All right, Matt, not only are there built-in technologies inside, you know, all these other projectors and these flat panels, but there are also overlays you can buy. Mm-hmm. So
0: is this... Coming of age here, um, yeah. I think I'll probably go a little bit more bullish on this than uh, Greg has been. I'll tell you what it has to be is it has to be you have to be able to use your finger. It depends. Uh, okay. the, the pen technology was a good kind of stock app, but I think touch technology, um, you know, and multi-touch in the future is really what's going to be it. I saw this great prototype product uh, from a, uh, a Chinese company, uh, Vivitech. Uh, which never seen before. Uh, my Simco Independent Rep pulled us over there to take a look at that. It's a prototype. It's a retrofit solution. It's a uh, basically a frame which you put on an existing whiteboard that had, you know a steel whiteboard, and it, it then works every uh, any projector, and you can just touch it. You don't need a pen. You don't need anything special. And I think that's where we need to go. It was kind of funny, we've been evaluating some uh, interactive projectors in in the office and we're evaluating one right now, uh, which has a pen. And I got an email from my boss, our executive director, and my boss and one of our other product managers did an evaluation of it this week and said, we're not buying this because uh, the pen was just not a natural interface. Hmm. And we previously had installed some smart boards and smart boards are both pen or finger. And they said, as much as there was a lot of good about this product, the projector itself was phenomenal. The the not being able to reach out and touch it and having just some clunky or clunky-esque interfaces, for some of the overlays, and the fact that it's just not natural at times was a real holding back. But I think we'll see, and I'm going to actually pull out another uh, big giant one, Microsoft with Windows 8. We're going to see a lot more coming with touch as Microsoft promotes multi-touch in their new platform.
2: <laughs> Wait, I got, we, we can I've see got each other too, today, so we yeah. can we can see when we're like holding back to keep from Let me have in. it. Let me have it. <laughs> okay. The question remains, Mr. Silverman. Yes. All right. You've got multi-touch. You've got whatever you want on that board or that projector. What do you do with it? I I, I, I will maintain that we're we're still in the realm of. 3D might be a, a better analogy, in that I, I think so far these are all things that have that that have niche applications mm-hmm. somewhere on our campuses, but we're not yet finding a technology that boom we need to roll out to every single room that's going to change okay. instruction oh, as okay. we know it.
0: Okay, okay. So so let me run with that for a sec.
2: Go for it. Um,
0: it's not going to hit us in higher ed today. However, you gotta look at the long view on this. Where is this penetrating today? It's K-8. Not, you know, not this even not this even uh, K-12, K-8. Where where we're doing it today is we are putting it in our education colleges to support our teachers who who were teach basically the people we're teaching. So
1: people who so people who are learning to teach, teach. in K8. Yes. Okay.
0: However, what happens is as we look at our pipeline, K-8 becomes K-12, which becomes our freshman. And you're gonna have freshmen who are used to having an interactive classroom experience where they are solving problems on a board. It's with every new disruptive technology, you have to do fundamental curriculum redesign. Now, that's a problem in higher education because faculty don't like to rethink curriculum. We've all been there. I'm
1: still but, running VHSes, dude.
0: And really, the choir, yeah. this may be a longer proposition, but we will see this and I really think what will happen, like a lot of, lot of other technologies like HDMI, once it hits the consumer side and Windows 8, in my opinion, with all the multi-touch that's going to be in there and all the Windows 8 tablets which will be coming and all of our iPads and all of that, it will become something you expect, you'll actually expect to be able to walk up to the board and stretch your photo or rotate something or just do that. So
2: That's Chewbacca you hear in the yeah. background. Just, just to clarify. Okay, so let, let me let know.
1: me let me see if I understand this correctly. All the way, five foot six
2: Chewbacca. It, it's just,
1: Chewbacca's son is who it is. Um, ah, I missed it, that it, memo too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so because everything that we have is touched now, and, and I'm I'm going to, I'm going to nutshell your 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 statement here everything we have is is touched our phones are touched our, our ro- remote controls are touched now our tvs are becoming touched because that's touch and our our, our children our students are, are growing up in that environment they're going to expect to walk up to the whiteboard and touch it and interact with it yes so their finger now is the piece of chalk that I wrote my name on 50 times when I was in third grade.
0: You got it. So no longer will you be writing that fun exercise, you know, I will not misbehave in class on a whiteboard, you'll now be doing it with your finger
2: until it hurts, I guess. Ah, (laughs) I I agree in a sense that yes, these technologies are coming. I still don't think we have found anywhere near the the killer app for them. and what we're gonna be doing with this. I mean, great, we're all gonna be playing with large iPads on the wall we will be able to spin things around. But the isn't that what we stuff. want,
1: though? I mean, we, we've all seen, I don't know if all of you guys have seen, but I've seen, you know, Minority Report where yeah. you're grabbing the screen mm-hmm. and you're moving things around and this, that, and the other, and I'm sure there's more than one teacher that saw that movie and said, I have a great application if somebody makes something like this. Well,
0: I mean, look, we, we were talking about this, on I think, on, a, on the AV Week show we did, or maybe you, you guys have featured this. Steve uh, Steve Ballmer, in his office, has the sharp, a- huge. The sharp 80-inch, which we've seen at the mm-hmm. show, That is his PC today. He doesn't have you know the Bill Gates PC. (laughs) Yeah, but you know he doesn't have the Bill Gates you know three monitor setup, which was the old you know conceptual idea of what the office of the future was. It's the the office you walk in and you can interact with. And so I, I think as it bleeds into the office, as it bleeds into the home, the consumer, as we have kids coming up through the system.